Esoteric Society presents Drinks, Discourse, and Debates. Welcome to the show. Starring J.O. and Co. Featuring The Kid. And we're here just to elevate your mind and your soul. And drink in the process. So stay tuned go this magnificent journey and don't forget to grab that drink This is J.O. Welcome to Esoteric Society Presents Drinks, Discourse, and Debates. And we've already been drinking. All day. Happy fucking Juneteenth. Happy fucking Juneteenth. African American Negroes and colored people, as well as all other names that we have been called, that we are free from it. No more spooks, no more coons, any of that shit. Yo. Yo, in the building, we have Wise Man Cast for his birthday. Wise Man Cast. Wise Man Cast. How the fuck do y'all say drinks esoteric and all that shit? Like, that's cold. Like, how I just roll off the tongue. But I can't say that shit without being like, yo, drinks esoteric. Okay, great. It's called, it's all called, right. It's called, it's called high school graduation. Right. It's all good. High school graduation. I barely made it, big fella. We, got, we have several it. special guests. We got old school, new school, Rance and the kid chilling in the background. And, um, you know, we're just going to sit and talk about Juneteenth, what it means to us, and take it from there. But before we do that, we have a song we're going to play, because you know how we get down. people recognize the true emancipation of our ancestors in this country um i think Carl, i think you got something to read for us here so well we first can- of all juneteenth is a word that means june and 19th for everybody that doesn't know that because i didn't know this shit back in the day myself i was born that day and that's wonderful man it's right. like <laughs> what does it mean that you were born on that day does it mean that like your mom was like i'm free he's out 
means I'm special as fuck. That's what it means. It she's like, I'm free. She's yeah. probably yeah. like, not like, I'm drinking. good. I can get back out here yeah. and, and have fun and party and yeah. drink. I, I'm, I'm special as fuck. That's just what, what it means. I okay. was born on a great ass holiday that's starting to finally get some recognition. Do you use that when you talk to women? Oh, I'm about to start. Yeah. You use that line. You're about to I'm start. About to start. Yeah. About to start. Yeah. When people, when yeah. niggas learn something new, yeah. right. what? They, they just add it to that repertoire. Like, like yo, lady, my birthday is on Juneteenth. Hey, ain't Neo, nothing corny. Bend if you get knee. you something, just remember that. <laughs> That's your nickname. Just call me Juneteenth. Yeah, Juneteenth. Bend the knee. <laughs> like, hey, I, can, I can free you from everything, from your man. Right. Yeah, I, free you from. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you, oh, hey, listen. I write. I write a book out here. Okay, talk to me. You know what I'm saying? We get it going. But, but basically, yeah, Juneteenth was just June 19th. Was the day that um, the emancipation of uh, slavery happened, and it actually it was in Texas, which is kind of unbelievable considering how Texas is oh, one of the most racist states yes, sir. we've known. Yes, sir. But right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, we got everybody is of different age. So we'll start with old school. Old school. Did you ever think that this day will be actually celebrated by big corporations now, where the Quicken Loans now made it an official paid holiday? Yes, I thought eventually that it would happen. Okay. I just didn't know when. Right. The, the point of, um, I saw that once the, the black president, the first black president got, once the first black president got elected, it was all uh, rolling after this. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 the, the racism actually came out. More. Everyone started to see everything that was going on. Right. And then we all just, just put it on the table. Yeah. So now it's on the table. Let's yeah. make it happen, Captain. Yeah. Old school. <laughs> I'm shocked because... I'm shocked because even when Obama won... Um, I thought more would happen, but he was getting blocked, right? They was hating on him. They, they yeah, stopped exactly. him in every corner. And now this current president, Trump, has incited a lot of things. And actually, he's quoted basically saying that, hey, this, this is happening because of him. Right. Now, it sounds like bullshit, but it, it might be right because all the, shit he's, the bullshit he's causing. Yeah, maybe he's thinking of it from that point. I, I can't, if I wouldn't have stirred the pot, I can't shit give wouldn't happen. That. I can't give him that. Why can't you give him that? I'm not saying he did it in light of it, but he's just like, hey, because I was a dick. No, he's an opportunist, right? Yeah, yeah. So again, like, you're talking to, like, a a pompous asshole that's an opportunist. So at this point, like, he's been an asshole tweeting about everything that doesn't make no kind of fucking sense at all whatsoever. So now that the world is in a fucking uproar, a.k.a. America, is in a fucking uproar, and he has to try to make good on whatever the fuck is going on right now, then now he's putting his two cents in, like, okay, well, Juneteenth is now something that we can celebrate. So now he can put a stamp on it, and guess what? It's election year. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying is at the end of the day, he didn't calculate that he was about to help black people or, or help change anything. We're saying that... So, so let's he, talk about the real emancipation of the proclamation, right? So George Washington didn't really want to free slaves. Wrong. Wrong. Abraham Lincoln, let's... Come no, on, buddy. No, yes. yeah, no, they, they, no, 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 sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Abraham Lincoln didn't want to free slaves for real, right? No. It he, was just a threat. He threatened the fucking South because they wasn't getting along for whatever reason to say, okay, well, if y'all correct. not going to fall in line, then we're going to do X, Y, and Z to get rid of y'all property, a.k.a. slaves, right? So then when his hand was forced and then he seen that it was going to be a civil war at some point, 
Then that's when he changed his tune. Well, you got to remember this. It's not that he probably didn't want to free slaves, but it was so unpopular. That's an uphill battle. Yes, sir. Because what people didn't know, a lot of people don't know, is him and Frederick Douglass were actually really good friends. Okay. Frederick Douglass, he invited to the White House. Okay. When when Lincoln died, Lincoln's wife gave, no, yeah, Lincoln's wife gave Frederick Douglass Lincoln's cane. So they had a relationship. Like, he he communicated and, and, and found out about slavery yeah. and what, you know, he was kind of like, I'm interested to understand what's going on. So I won't paint Lincoln like he was like, fuck slaves. No, I think it's just a hard uphill battle at that time to say I'm freeing it slaves. It was an idle threat that and the South was good on. And the South was not cooperating. So he's like, all right, I'm about to say it. All right. It was so a perfect again, storm. Again, again it was which, an idle threat. Like, all right, I'm threatening you. Okay, now y'all think I'm bullshitting. So yeah. now I got to act on it. Yeah. But you got to also remember, like, in the capitalistic society, the slave trade was worth almost $4 billion yes, at sir. that time. So it was the most prosperous economic business you could be in, right? And for them to say, we're going to abolish slavery, you are literally destroying, destroying every white man's livelihood because they were all slave owners in the South, right? And so that's not a popular opinion to have and something to do. right? Because once you make that move, then what do they have? Yeah. Because you have to remember the majority of millionaires at that time existed all in the South, and that was also all because of slavery. So here's the question, though. If Donald Trump didn't win and Hillary Clinton won, right, um, do you think that this will be going on right now? Like no, this? sir. Hell and, no. And, and so that's what I was saying. Like, he will be known as a, um, as a tyrant type of personality that helps spark. He's a disruptor. His, He's a disruptor. Because of his disruption, this has come. So we ain't going to say, hey, thanks, Donald Trump. But we're just saying that, you know, he didn't. He didn't want this. He wanted everybody to bow to him, and he wanted to be the best president. He's going to go down as one of the worst of all time. Mm-hmm. So right now, yeah, he's just he's just talking. He's going down with the ship. You got to destroy before you elevate, yeah. man. And that's all this is. This is destruction before the elevation, man. If it, and if it wasn't for... And my man Rick Ross said that in the song, and I like it. But if it wasn't for George Floyd... Yeah. If it wasn't for George Floyd dying... Okay, so... We so still, we, we wouldn't have this going on right, right now so either. let me ask you a question. Like, what's the significant... We had hundreds of unarmed black people get killed by the police. Right. So now George George Floyd, what makes, in my opinion, like, I'm like, what was so significant about this death that made everybody get tired of the police? Let me take that. Let me take that. Go ahead. So this is the significance, right? So you're right. We had several black people get slain unjustly before George Floyd. The issue with George Floyd is you actually saw it play out live in front of your face, right? For eight minutes, there was an eight-minute video where you saw the life of this human being being sucked out, right? And before all the others, it was just like a headline, this person slain, here are the details. But when you actually see the video, the whole eight-minute video, and you hear him crying out for his mother, that resonates with something in your soul. Yes, sir. Right? And so that is what really is like the rally cry, whether you're white or black and you're rallying for this cause, that's something that everyone can relate to. And, I just and that's, say, what's, that's what the catalyst is and the, the strength, that's what the movement, the strength of the movement is on. And I just want to say that everybody that's supporting this, man, shout out, because I've never seen white, black, whatever the color you are, unite the way that everybody is uniting right now. And that was actually and because of the COVID. And this, right. It's actually right. being it's, correct. It's, been, it's been amazing to see. 
you, and you know what I call it? I almost call it the Rosa Parks effect, and I'll tell you why. Rosa Parks wasn't the first person to say I ain't getting up. Yeah. Plenty of people right here got their ass whooped and beat down, but she right place. She wasn't the first. Right, nah, right place, wasn't. right time. You know, society was, things were happening, right? So George Floyd, it, it was that perfect storm for him. And, right. and true, anybody seeing somebody die on TV, like getting shot, right? Like the guy that got shot uh, after him, um, it didn't resonate Rashard as hard Brooks. as... Yeah, Rashard Brooks. It didn't resonate as hard as George Floyd because he was dying, bleeding, calling for his mom. No matter what color you are, that shit resonates. It's like in the civil rights movement when they saw dogs attacking kids and shit. White people was like, yo, this is, this, you might hear about it, but if you see when it, you see it's it, it's a something different, different. Ball game, you know? So, yeah, he, he, he's going to be a martyr. He's going to be, man, they should build a statue of that man, oh, you know? And, 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 and people going to hate on it, but mm-hmm. just like, what's that black shit? Candace Owens, the far right Republican Ooh, girl. Yeah. It's wow. like, she's like, I don't support George Floyd. Wow. It ain't about supporting him. You, the man dead, you can't support him. Right. You support right. the issues now after. People going to say, well, that wasn't what happened. It don't matter. Now it's sparking a bigger debate about everything that's going on in justice in mm-hmm. our country, right? So now we're visiting all this stuff. Now companies are, some companies are pledging to, you know, start building their ranks with minorities higher up, right? So we need that, right? We, that's that's the main thing that needs to happen for me to say, okay, it means something. Don't just, I don't care if a company sends an email or even on the video games. Now you cut the video game on, it's loading up. Yeah. That should say we support Black, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, you like right. what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what I'm, I'm playing saying? Call of Duty. Like damn, damn Call of Duty. right? <laughs> like, you know, so that's fine and dandy. But what are you going to do? What's the action behind it? In the, in the tech era, the tech sector, there are not not many minorities working there, primarily because in the inner city, that shit wasn't pushed towards us. Programming and coding, mother, like what? I ain't doing that. You know, I, I don't know one kid that really was into that because nobody showed us. So now. Hopefully they start bringing programs to grab these young minorities up and say, hey, get out of that tech sector too. All, all we need is an opportunity, you know, and, and white people, a lot of white people are gonna resist it, but we have, you have to make sure you explain to them. I think when some people speak, white people, you're making them feel like defensive about the situation. And it's all in how you have a conversation with some white people. Like at work, I have to have a conversation about white privilege and white supremacy. And I told the lady, white supremacy is not you. It's the system. You're the majority, meaning that white supremacy is a systemic thing. It's not you. Or when we say you're white privilege, the main thing I told her was, you can walk around every fucking, pretty much every square mile of the United States of America and not worry about shit unless you're in the worst neighborhood. We can't go in certain places up north, and we don't feel comfortable being in certain places in the south. So that's what I was explaining to her. You know like when you feel comfortable in our own hoods at times. Right. So I was yeah. explaining to her the white privilege is just it's just you're not going to get fucked with like we get fucked with. You know, so um it's a lot of things I told her about like mortgages and loans and stuff for African Americans. We can have the same credit score, same money, but we were getting denied. Right? And it's not anything on the front page, right? But if you go look at the statistical data, and she was just like she was like, wow, I didn't see it like that. I said, that's it. That's all I'm telling you. I'm not I'm not coming at you with aggression, you know, and all that. You got to learn how to articulate what the problems are, you know. And then, so when you are, we all talk to white people. We work with white people. So when you explain this shit, you got to kind of explain it to them and that just talk to them, not at them, right? And the same thing with them. Some things they don't understand, they might ask a certain question a certain way. We're like, what? Right? It's all in how you have that conversation. That's the best thing about it is sparking all these conversations. Right. Yeah. So... 
You know, I believe that we will see some good changes, but it still has to be effective change. Like it has to, you have to start hiring people in higher ranks. Like yeah. black people get here in companies. They don't get exactly. to that next level. I'm not saying fire a white guy, but when it's an opening, now you got to say, because the company going to run. Well, Google, your, all of them are going to run. I don't care who you replace, who with what. Well, These companies But you run. look at all your major corporations, and we're talking about from sports yeah. to, in my, in my game, uh, mortgage industry, you don't see your higher-ups as the same color as you. No, right. you don't. What you see is they hire the one black person or exactly. Indian or whatever as the diversity chief officer Yeah, there you to go. usher in some pseudo diversity initiative that they don't really back just right. to say that they have it yes sir right, right? and so you know I, w- I want to give a shout out to you know our home team the detroit pistons for hiring you know yes, another sir. black gm troy reaver welcome to the city troy yes, weaver sir. you know um but you know i want to ask this question as an african-american or as a black person in america will juneteenth now become your July 4th. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Just because I hate that it took for what it took for us to get to this point because it should have been that. But now that it's so much light upon the situation, I feel like us as black people, we can't fuck this up. Because now we got the whole country rocking with us on this particular day. You got big ass corporations that never give a fuck about this day finally starting to mm-hmm. pay homage to this day. Mm-hmm. So on this day, we need to be busting fireworks. We need to be celebrating. We need to be doing everything what we do on the 4th of July because, again, the 4th of July ain't never been our holiday. You understand? That's just been a holiday that was given to us by, you know, those that are in charge, all right? So now we're finally giving our day outside of fucking February to, you know what I'm saying, celebrate our actual freedom so I feel like we can't fuck this up as African American people. I feel like go crazy, you know what I'm saying? Do your fireworks, do your family gatherings, and just really acknowledge where your ancestors came to see where we at right now. Like I saw a shirt during a protest, and it, that shit struck. It hit me. It hit me different. Like I watch a lot of shit, but like, and I'm a big conspiracy theorist and whatnot. But I see a lot of shit. So I saw somebody say. um I'm my, I'm my ancestors' wildest dream. That shit fucked me up because I'm like, yo, they didn't have or was afforded the opportunities that we have right, right now. Right. You know right, what I'm exactly. saying? So that hit me a different kind of way because I'm like, yo, could we really had us in this day and age could have survived back in those days where not, nothing not was afforded to us? Time, no. Yeah, like that's that's that was crazy to me. So I feel like we should really embrace this holiday. I feel like we should really go crazy for this holiday. And I feel like this is something that's, it started now, but this is something that we need to continue. If, if one thing I will say, to tell a white America or you know, your, your, our white brothers and sisters, because a lot yeah. of them are cool with us. You know, Frederick Douglass said this a long time ago. They asked him, how can the Negro be helped? Yeah. Frederick Douglass said, leave him alone. That bingo. Let bingo. the man go to work in peace. Let them go to school in peace. Yes, See, sir. If you look at Black Wall Street, if you look at uh, grandfather so, clauses, you know, at every step, they, they stopped us. If, if we were allowed to vote in the South, there were more blacks and whites at one time after slavery. We would have had governors and mayors all through the South. If Black Wall Street was allowed to thrive in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where would it be right now? Right. right? If Martin Luther King was not assassinated, you know, the momentum that was going, we would have been all right. Right. Right? We would have been good. We would have been straight. But they stopped us at every... So they didn't listen to Frederick Douglass. They didn't leave us alone. 
So now, you get into our white counterparts when you're talking about some of them are going to feel a certain way because some of them, a lot of whites are poor, right? So if, if it does come down to some type of um, reparation or whatever we, you know, we start to get, you know, they have to understand, like, look, if we would have been left alone, we would have never asked for anything because we would, our ancestors would have went and put that groundwork in where we would have thrived now. But now, if we start getting, or even if we're not giving anything right now, we have to start laying that foundation. If anything, Juneteenth should bring awareness. Hey, get on your fucking grind. Yes, Whatever sir. you got to do, you know, everybody's not going to be millionaires. But get on, lay a foundation, hard work, whatever, and pass it to your kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the main thing we need to get from this. You know, even when Obama was in office, yeah, he didn't, he couldn't do much, but the fact that he made it as a president should motivate a lot of African-Americans say, hey, man, like, at this time, you can go to school. You can't yes. do these things. We have to do our part. Okay? Yeah, you now, have they to start do, handle shit. We got to do our part after that. Yeah, you have to do what's right. You have to educate yourself. You have to, you know, you, like you said, you have to be your ancestors' wildest dreams. Mm-hmm. You have to do your best because, you know, as much as we can say this, there is a lot of systematic things in place, it's been no better time than now to be alive. Yes, sir. As an African American, there is nothing really stopping you if you put your mind to it. There yeah. really isn't. Yeah. You know, the easiest thing to say is, "Oh, this system is in place, and that system is in place," and that is true. It does affect some people, mm-hmm. but there are so many people doing it, mm-hmm. right? So, if yeah. you have somebody that you can lean on that can educate you, be humble and go and ask to learn, Jo, and try to elevate yourself. It's all I want to, man. Like, I was, from my family, from just a big standpoint, was written off. Like, he's not going to be shit, right? I've positioned myself to be an underwriter at a super huge mortgage company, bro. You could never say that that was about to be my life's path. You know what I'm saying? Going from working at Foot Action to penny any, you know, uh, temporary jobs and all Mm -hmm. that shit, man. But I fought, man, because everybody always told me what I wasn't going to be and what I couldn't be. Right. And that shit drove me crazy mm-hmm. because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show you. And then you can't say shit about me, but then they still find other shit to say about me. Too, well, you always It's always going to be people. You like, no opposition. About you, so. But you, you can't. Right now, that, that opposition ain't shit compared to what our ancestors went. Yeah, facts. It ain't shit compared facts. to what this man has yeah, probably facts. been through at this young age. Younger yeah, ancestors. Right his parents. now, it's up school battle. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a battle right now. Yeah. You got to come up. Yeah. Because I was at the liquor store. And, and let me tell this story. I was at the liquor store the other day, and the girl got out of the car. It was a car full of them. And she gets out of the car. They're all cursing, using profanity, and all nine. She said, and she grabbed the pants and said, suck my dick. Whoa. So Whoa. the thing of it is, is like, I looked, and I was like, oh, my God. This is what we turned. This is what we got to look at. Was she, what, hey, hey, OG. Was, Carlos, hey. was she a tranny by any chance? She, I'm just no. no she I'm, had a base no, in her brother. Suck my dick. Actually, actually, it was just suck my dick. Actually, it was like no. She actually didn't have base in her voice. Okay. And it was like it was just uh, that generation. Wow. Yeah. It was like the 17, the 16, the 15s, and someone's driving had a license, and it was two girls, and they were all calling each other bitches, hoes. Y'all suck my dick, grabbing and doing, and women doing the same thing. Wow. The east or west side of Detroit? 
<laughs> West side. They must have came from the east. They must have came from the east. <laughs> so, yo, east side activity. Yo, yo, my man no, Rand. They're all our people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yo, my man Ranch, you you quiet back there in the back, baby. You got something to say? Sign me into the people. Oh man, I'm I'm chilling, enjoying the vibe. All right. Right. I, I would like your I, I would like your output. Input. Input. I would like your input on Juneteenth, man. I feel like you need to say something about this because again, this don't just affect us; it affects you as well. No, I mean overall, I, I, it's good to see that it's getting recognition. You know, I mean before, I mean, before this year, you talk about Juneteenth, it was just something that. Black people mention each other like on some on some joke type shit. Like, it was uh, just my birthday and nothing else outside of it, right? <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Like it's your birthday today, but before today, did you ever recognize your birthday as like, oh shit, my birthday's on Juneteenth? Nigga. No, I didn't. Not right. outside today. You know what I'm saying? So like it's just it's just the awareness that it brings, the conversation that it brings. Like it's just good to see. Like it's just forcing people to have conversations. Like this, everything going on is just forcing people to have conversations that they're uncomfortable to have and it's exposing people like you know what i'm saying the people who stand the people who are staying silent the people who you know what i'm saying like closet racist yeah like this, this being exposed, right you know what i'm saying because it's not it's not just the black community it's it's everyone you know what i'm saying there's you know usually when a lot of stuff happens it's the black community by ourselves you know and this time around it's it's we have black white and Everyone else, you know, something to say about it as well. So it's just good to see. No, I feel like one, one, I don't know if y'all know it, Jordan Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not racist. Yeah. Oh, oh man, that shit's so dope. That was, man. that was a great, that was a great, that was uh, a great piece. depiction of work of art to just, yeah. Yeah, it was just a great work of art, man. Like, to see it from both ends. Oh, come on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know I can't let you just say it like that. Joiner Lucas, where's Joiner Lucas from? Where the fuck is he from? Come on, man. I don't know where he's from. Is he from Philly? He's from Michigan. He's from Michigan. He really from is Michigan? He from Michigan? Shout out. I didn't know that. Well, shout out Joiner Lucas. Damn, from man. Like, like, I was about to Google that shit. Like, look, for, look, look. <laughs> for our listeners, we are based out of Detroit, Michigan. Yes, sir. The Motor City. The Motor if city. you don't know your American history, understand that this city helped build this country yes, all right nothing is more important in this country in the history than the automotive industry and it was based here out of detroit also if you don't know for all the people that like to shop around the country your first mall was born in metro detroit northland northland North mall which no longer exists but that was the mall of malls so just a little history for you so on let, juneteenth let, let's look at it let me let me make this statement right that we all got to kind of look at it when we want our white counterparts to change, right? In essence, we have to change certain things about us. It's almost like smoking. They tell you to stop tomorrow. You can't. You have to keep, every day is a, you have to try to yeah. not smoke, right? Yeah. So when you're asking white people to be in tune and be aware, you know, hiring more blacks, doing this, that, and the third, it's almost telling them to stop smoking, right? They have to actually try and we can't you know people are going to get gotta frustrated you got to understand yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a process down, right yeah. because not saying that they purposely hire whites but it's that whole when you walk in the room and you see a table full of white people and black people where are your black ass going 
to the black person. to the black table more, more than likely right you gonna kind of you know you kind of know that what up though Right, you got that lingo where you can kind of, you know, yeah. white people gonna be cool down the line. Y'all gonna get along just fine, but white people same thing. White guy ain't gonna come over and be like, hey, you know, it's it's just not like that. So white people are going to have to break a habit, and it's like the smoking habit is bad. Black people are going to have to break habits, right? So we can come in this middle. You know, we have to we have to do it with diplomacy. We can't be out here, you know, like you said, we got to be able to represent because even in in white America, like. And the upper echelon, educated whites, they go look at whites from trailer park, they ain't shit to them, right? So even as African-Americans in that workplace, if we try to ascend, we have to carry ourselves in a certain manner. We can't... Yeah, it's going to be hard to say it change. You can have, you can have, a, you can have a conversation. Because a lot of these white guys, they love our culture. What's my man from uh, the Patriots? Robert Kraft. He wore Air Force Ones, hang out with Big Mill and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it, when it came to this, he really ain't... He ain't saying. Oh, he ain't saying shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's but those are the guys you got to kind of because he he's in a fucked up situation to where he has to kind of agree with all the other owners in the NFL. No, Why? he doesn't have to agree. He don't have to, but he don't want to be that one on the outside either. So he ain't gonna. He nah, ain't, he ain't on the front line to where he gonna just step up and say, "Hey, I rock with this particular decision because ain't no other owner came." No, nah, but it's not that. The thing is, big money ain't never told. I mean, little money ain't never told big money what to do. Facts. He, right. Yeah, he don't have to come out. So, so as he is a one owner in the NFL, those are all private franchises. But they, they can easily, if he was to do something dissenting from the ranks, they can easily vote him out. Yeah, he in, yeah, he in cahoots. So he has to right. be in cahoots. So he has to do from a capitalistic standpoint. He has to stay in line, right? I mean, that's fucked up, but so. But it I'm is saying, my thing is, is all right. If at that point, then I look at my brothers and sisters that he. AKA rocking with, I gotta look at him different, like, cause he was on the front line when Meek was locked up and all these people locked up. But now we're talking about standing and kneeling for, um, you know, racial injustice and you know fucking where to be found. Like, so now, like, what you, like, what, like, what, what you standing for, my man? Like, what's your, what's your, what's your path? Like, you where are you getting going? Exposed. You're getting exposed. Like, I a mean, lot of people are getting exposed. Meek Mill is a, Meek Mill is a, 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 I ain't gonna say rich, but, you know, Robert Kraft, they, they'll help those black people in that setting. In that setting, yeah. You talking about the NFL, you talking about possibly pissing off your fan base, right? You're asking, as blacks, we had to put everything on the line no matter what, right? right? When we, civil rights, we our parents or our grandparents didn't have jobs, they lost jobs and things Got like beat, that. These, these white owners are just so scared to, Robert Kraft would never be broke. No. So even if he was like, man, I'm standing up, I don't care what nobody say. Even if he was forced to sell... The Patriots. He would still make four billion dollars. Oh, I'm sorry. And then on top of listen, I'm sorry. I mean, why would a millionaire want to level the playing field? Right. That's, I mean, that's what got him. The status quo is what got him in that position anyway. And and that's the point. Like, so now you're asking. We have to ask whites to put their shit on the line for a better chance for African Americans, right? And that's a that's hard. That's that's like asking anybody to, to give up your business that you're gonna pass down to your kids. I don't care what the cause is. Most people are like, yeah, but I don't know. The point of it is, they don't have a choice now. Right. Now they got to configure. Got, I mean, it's got to happen. Yeah. They, they, I, they're going to, they're going to, like now, all these players are like, yeah, I'm kneeling. Like, I think the owners now are just going to be like, whatever. Right. They was fighting it, but now they just like, whatever. And now Trump done changed too. Yeah, Kaepernick deserves another Because all they want to really know is, <laughs> it's too late. You see the hell right. that the black people done came and called. Okay, so now they're like, yeah. so all, they, all they really want to know is, are you still going to play? 
because he want to play football. That's all they care about. No, no, so if you Kaepernick or somebody can reach their arm out, especially after what happened last year. Do you take a stand like, oh, fuck y'all, or do you go? No, he'll he'll sign long as you long, long as he can do the things he want to do. They're going to rock on. There's plenty of teams right now that could use him. Hell yeah, that's yeah. the funny thing. So I think teams now are going to be like people are sympathetic to the cause. You always going to have people you know. pissed off, but he's going to get invited to camps if he's performing. It's, it's teams that can use him. It's teams that can use Cam. Like I don't understand why Cam not. Cam is his attitude though. Cam is his own worst enemy. Man, Cam is an amazing yeah. ass personality. With Bro, but he, you saw. You gotta look at the better. timing with Cam. Like, yeah. Cam got. They released Cam late as hell. And when they released him, they released him when didn't break, <laughs> they released Cam when the pandemic broke out. So that's they took away. He was like, you know, they released. He was coming back from surgery at the time. Mm. The pandemic broke out. He was released. You can't have no. No one could go visit him. You can't be like, oh yeah, I'm about to go. Uh, we about to go check out check out his doctor. It's just I would take no Cam Newton over Garden fucking Minshew any day of the week. Hell, <laughs> the Detroit Lions should have Detroit. I would take Cam Newton over Matthew him. fucking Stafford yeah. any day of the week. Yeah. So they just need his health. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's definitely interesting. It's going to be a um, very interesting time to see what happens. And, you know, I look forward to it, but I think the NFL is going to have to bend. They, they, they're they're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to. They lost that battle. Yeah. You know, they lost the battle. 75% and, and, of your league is African-American. Right. You got yeah. to take gotta, that. The real change is not going to happen over. No, that's right. Never going to And that's the thing. thing. People need to understand that. Like, the real change, like, the change is going to carry on. It's not going to happen overnight. Like, that's why it's so so important that this momentum, that everybody keeps saying the momentum of everything, it's important to, like, make sure that it's not lost. Right, so. Because once it's lost, it will go, if it's lost, it'll go right back to how things, you know, the status quo. And my man Rance is right. And on that note, yo, keep up the momentum. Black over, you know. Black Lives Matter, you know what I mean? All Black Everything is Juneteenth. Celebrate it going forward. Know your history. You know, that's a perfect way to end it. You know, just the momentum, the steam is building. Keep the pressure up. Keep the pressure on. Keep moving. Keep fighting. Don't let up. When, even, when the, when, even when the country opens back up, keep going. Keep fighting. You know what I mean? Don't get distracted because the only way way change happens is when people get uncomfortable, right? So you have to keep going. We all have to keep going. Black, white, or whatever, we have to keep moving. And black people, everything black. I mean, eat black jelly beans and black licorice, <laughs> God damn it, right? Y'all better come on now, everything black. I like the shit. I Y'all take gotta stop that shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm 100% positive black licorice started cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, and on that note, we are out. You know, we have an outro song for y'all. But until then, stay up, my people. Stay up. Stay up. Stay up. It was Stephen A. Smith. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a fine line today, but baby, I'm on it. There's a fine line between love and hate, you see, can't wait too late, but baby, I'm on it.
Stay safe until